Welcome to the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we are having conversations that matter for wherever the military has taken you. We're bringing you stories from real military spouses who not only understand the challenges, they are harnessing the opportunities to build lives they can love. From new spouses to veteran spouses, you'll get tips, tricks, and actionable steps that will help you along your military life journey. Welcome everyone, this is Heather Campbell, and we are so thankful you have joined us on the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we dive into the uniqueness of the military family journey by helping you build a life, a community, and a home you love when you are not in control of where you will call home next. Hello, everyone. In the middle of moving season, also known as PCS season, this episode is going to be airing during the summer of 2023, and that is chaos. The summer session is always really, really crazy because we have lots of turnover in the military. Now, while military families can move at any time, we know that the vast majority of us are going to move sometime during the summer window or the summer bucket, you'll hear it called. And that's related to school breaks and and other reasons. And so a lot of the jobs turn over at the same time, which means therefore the service members turn over. So again, we are coming to you in the middle of moving season. And when we're moving, when we're a military family, one of the things that can be really complicated to factor in along with all the other things we're balancing and juggling is the EFMP program. I guess the P stands for program, but the Exceptional Family Member Program. And so today we are going to talk about that. And a little bit later in today's episode, you are going to hear from Armed Forces Bank, which is our sponsor for today's episode. And they allow us to do what we do and bring all of this information to all of you, our listeners. So as we get into talking about EFMP, first of all, let's get a general understanding of what it is, right? Think back to when you were in school and you're writing like a research paper. And, you know, in the beginning, you have to define your terms so that the reader or the recipient knows what you're talking about. So as I say EFMP, that is going to stand for Exceptional Family Member Program. And what it is, is a program designed to help meet the needs of any family members in the military, adult, spouse, or um, child that might need additional care and services due to special needs. And so it's designed to make sure that those family members and those service members are getting the access and the care that they need in different locations, right? So it's designed to help your family meet these special needs while you are continuing to serve in the military and live this military life. There's three parts of EFMP that sort of goes into this program when we talk about EFMP. Well, what is it? What are those components? Okay, so here's our three parts. First is identification and enrollment. So that is having a diagnosis, having an issue, having something chronic or something acute that qualifies you for additional assistance or additional needs. An acute uh, example would be maybe somebody who's going through cancer treatment or some kind of you know intense rehab from a from an injury, right, or a surgery. Like, oh, I've I've had this medical condition and I've I've got this need for additional care for this amount of time, but then after that, we can sort of consider this problem or this concern resolved and then go about, you know, ideally back to normal life. So EFMP doesn't always mean forever, but it could also be for diagnoses or different illnesses that that can be lifelong. And so it's designed to, you know, have identification by medical professionals and enrollment. So saying, yep, Heather Campbell needs additional help uh, for these needs for her care and for her wellness and her well-being of her family we need to make sure that she has access to those things, right? So identification and enrollment. Another part of EFMP is assignment coordination. As many of you listeners know, if you've been listening for a while, if you're brand new, welcome. But I live in interior Alaska, about 40 minutes from a small town 
near the Arctic Circle. So that's where the military has taken us. Funny enough, we've come to this small base in a faraway place is what I call it a lot of the time. We've come to this place twice. So this is our second tour here. But the first time we were coming, there were some things after having two children close together and my husband doing a deployment and flipping a house and my father-in-law dying and all of these things, I was having a really difficult time with all of the very, very huge life changes as someone who had only been married for two, maybe three years, right? So there was something in my medical chart that said, hey, there might be a need for additional support. So when we were sent here the first time, there was follow-up to making sure that coming to this assignment, there wasn't something underlying that I needed, like intense emotional support that I wouldn't have access to or medications or treatments or anything like that. Just saying, hey, we see this thing here in this chart. Let's follow up on it and make sure that we are not sending you somewhere that's difficult because interior Alaska is very difficult. We have limited sun and then we have lots of sun and we have very cold and then we have very hot. It can be a really austere environment. And so if you have an underlying medical condition or mental health condition, it could be really difficult to cope, right? So that was something in our experience that came up from EFMP that said, hey, this might qualify you for additional support. Let's make sure that you're okay to move to this location. So that, when we talk about assignment coordination, that is what we're talking about. I had a very dear friend growing up who had a chronic illness that required a lot of specialists. So it was imperative that while her family was moving around, they had access to the care and eventually to the transplant team that she was going to need to live a healthy and full life, right? So you don't want to send them somewhere like, I don't know, the Australian outback where they can't access this care. That would not be a good place to send their family. So EFMP does help with that assignment coordination. Like most things in the military, it's well-intentioned, but sometimes the execution can be poor in these programs. And that's just the reality of anything is it's not going to be perfect, right? So you want to have this process in place to help screen for difficulties and screen for locations and needs, but sometimes it can also cause problems in saying, hey, We still need this position to be filled by your service member. So sorry, family, you are not command sponsored. You need to stay behind and we are still taking your service member to this other location. That is not the ideal. That is not the goal for the military to do that and to separate families. But the reality is sometimes because of EFMP needs, sometimes those things happen forcibly. The military makes that decision and sometimes families decide to stay back as well, right? So there is that assignment coordination piece of EFMP. And then third is family support. So this is not only making sure you have your medical needs, but making sure the family has what it needs. Say, you know, myself as a spouse, if I have a child that I am caring for, I need to make sure that I have the support as the caregiver, that I have access to mental health, that I have access to all of the things that we might need to care for our family above and beyond just, you know, quote unquote, just the medical needs. And I've seen in lots of bases, especially our current location, which is considered overseas, There's a really great EFMP program, and we have a great coordinator who is constantly trying to bring people together and create an opportunity just to to give them community and to give them chances to have conversations and to find support. And because we are a small base in a faraway place, find that opportunity to get with families who are in similar circumstances and understand what you're going through and what your day-to-day life looks like. There's a gift in community when you don't have to download everything that it means when you can say a word or say a a problem and somebody gets it. Case in point, here in the military community, I can talk about summer PCS and the majority of our listeners on this podcast are going to understand what I'm talking about. Now, if it's somebody who's not military related, that would be a lot to understand. Hey, I'm PCSing from Oconus to Conus and we're going to send our unaccompanied baggage and I need to ship a vehicle. 
That's a lot of components to explain. But if I go to a fellow military family, they're going to understand all of that. So that is what we're talking about with EFMP, having that family support, giving them an opportunity to build community when you can go to somebody and say, hey, this referral or hey, this specialist or hey, this TRICARE problem, and they get it and they can, one, help advise you and help encourage you, but two, just be a sounding board of somebody who really understands what you are going through. Now, those are all of the big things for EFMP. So that's what it is. Those are the three parts. And again, it functions to provide consultations, making sure that family members and service members are getting the consultations that they need for their specialty care, resources for support, different checklists for your doctor's appointment, for your um, consultations, for your moves, all of these lists to say, hey, we've done the brain space. These are, this is a starting point. Now, again, those aren't perfect, but here's a starting point of questions you need to be asking or resources you should be looking for. Again, that family support, caregiver support, community. And there's also an Office of Special Needs EFMP podcast. So that is out there that covers some of these topics regularly so that if you are a busy family or busy spouse or busy service member, you can, you know, pop in those earbuds and you can just be listening to this and downloading into your brain some of that information, especially as it goes by different topics. So that is sort of EFMP in a nutshell. We are going to pause and hear from our sponsor, Armed Forces Bank, and then we'll be right back. A full-service military bank committed to serving those who serve since 1907. Armed Forces Bank provides a vast array of affordable and easily accessible financial products to both active and retired military and civilian clients in all 50 states and across the world. When you're in the military, your needs are different, and your banking should be too. That's why, no matter where you are stationed in the world, Armed Forces Bank strives to make everything from banking solutions to financial advice personal, valuable, and convenient for you with numerous services, including online and mobile banking tools to help you bank on your schedule. Welcome back. Okay, one of my favorite things about this podcast is having this pause in the middle of an episode to sort of shift gears, right? It's a natural sort of benchmark in the conversation. So before our quick pause there for Armed Forces Bank, we heard about EFMP, the different parts, what it functions for, what it's like. Okay, so that's the ideal scenario. Now we're going to talk about what happens when it doesn't work, when it's not ideal. How can this go wrong? Any of you who are listening who are military-affiliated or EFMP-affiliated are probably chuckling to yourself and how many ways can it go wrong, right? That's, that's sort of how military life goes with Murphy's Law. Like, if it can go wrong, it will, right? So there is a fantastic resource, and I cannot cheerlead them enough, and it is a nonprofit started by military spouses, as many nonprofits in this space are, started by veterans and military spouses saying, we've had enough, we're going to look for a solution on our own. We're done with the bureaucracy, we're going to try to fix it. And it is called E. FM and this exceptional families of the military. So we have EFMP, this exceptional families of the military, EFM. And they are the experts on everything EFMP related. It's started by a couple of military spouses. They have quite the team of volunteers. And anytime I have a question about something related to medical care, patient travel, any of those sorts of things, even I reach out to this team and say, hey, where should I go? Where's the next step? Here's the barrier I'm encountering what's next? What do I do? And they always know. And they are so great at two different things. One, knowing where to go, who to call. They have specific emails, specific phone numbers. Not, oh, call this office and this. Nope, I need you to call Heather Campbell and she's at Ielson Air Force Base and here's what she knows, right? They are going to give you a name and a phone number or a name and an email, or they're going to facilitate that conversation for you. They also are very active in legislation and advocacy saying, hey, 
legislators, leaders, here are these gaps in the system or here's these areas where it's breaking down that you might not be aware of because you're not using it. But let us educate you and then also help you brainstorm solutions for it, right? So EFM, follow them on social media, go to their website, give them a Google. They're on LinkedIn. They're they're everywhere. So find them, especially if you are in the EFMP community. When we're talking about how things can break down, again, I'm going to reference back to our EFM colleagues. Some of the struggles that we see in EFMP families, especially if you have a chronic EFMP need, right? Maybe you have somebody with special needs or a delay or a learning disability, all kinds of different things that you can have that can cause you to need additional support, both medically and cognitively. And some of those struggles can be finding housing that fits the needs of your family. If you need wheelchair access, sometimes that's hard to come by, right? But we are entitled to that. And there's a lot of laws out there that says, yes, Special needs families get to have houses that they can function in, right? So we can have difficulties with housing. We can have difficulties with income. Oftentimes, EFMP families will have one spouse who is a caregiver who does not bring in income and specifically just functions to be the coordinator of all things EFMP for their their family member. You might have specialty food regarding your medical needs. You might have treatments that aren't covered, which you're paying for out of pocket. You could have uh, difficulties finding medical care in your area, difficulties with moves. Like there's no shortage of ways that this can create struggle, which again is why I encourage anybody listening to follow up with the team over at EFM. They are experts in connecting you with resources, with support, and knowing where to find those answers. And also a less known fact is you can disenroll from EFMP. Case in point, I mentioned earlier in the episode, something that was in my record that caused follow-up for a move saying, hey, let's double check and make sure everything is good. Well, that was really the only thing in our family's medical record that was causing EFMP follow-up. We don't have any IEPs for school, no 504s. We don't have any specialists. Anything else that's come up has been acute and related to something short and, and sort of a resolved issue like a surgery or something like that. But we don't have anything longstanding except for this one thing that was in the record. So I followed up with my medical team to get that marked as resolved. If you didn't know that you should get issues marked as resolved in your medical chart, you should. Because if you have a season of depression when you're 20 in college, that could just stay on your record saying that you have depression when it really might have been related to the death of a family member or a loved one, right? You were going through a season of depression and then you can mark it resolved. Same way that if you break your arm, then it would be marked as resolved. Yep, the arm has healed. It's no longer broken. You don't want it to be in your medical record forever that Heather Campbell still has a broken arm. Like, no, it's not still continuously broken. It was broken. It has been healed. It is good. So anything, especially mental health related, if you have anything in your chart like that that was situational, make sure that it is marked as resolved. So step number one for disenrollment for our family was making sure that these sort of underlying flags, if you will, that were flagging our record were marked as resolved. And then because we aren't using any EFMP services, we don't need additional follow-up. We don't need any of those other things. We were still considered an EFMP family because we had had needs in the past that needed follow-up. So we were still part of the community. But in the effort to streamline moves and our out-processing and in-processing and assignment options, I disenrolled our family from EFMP because we weren't using any of the services. Now, if that changes... We will be enrolling again. If one of my children, myself, my spouse, if somebody in our family does need a regular follow-up, we're going to be enrolling in EFMP. That said, I have been at a tiny base in a faraway place twice. 
I can't imagine anywhere that the military is going to send me that will have less than the place that I have already been stationed. So I'm pretty confident in our ability to care for our family as we are currently. Again, if that changes, we're going to make sure that we are following up with EFMP identification and enrollment, getting that assignment coordination, finding those family support services, and of course, connecting with the team over at EFM and getting to know what they know. There's no point in reinventing the wheel. There's no point in brain spacing things for myself and sort of fumbling through things when there are families who have gone before me and not only gone before me, but laid that groundwork and said, here are the steps to follow. They are a fantastic resource, especially in complement to the existing resources from the military and through this EFMP program. They can sort of help stand in those gaps and help you make sense of it, especially if you are brand new to EFMP. So I know this was a lot in this episode today, a lot to download, a lot to take into your brain. If you are not an EFMP family, you're thinking, oh my gosh, this is so much. This was a very, very bird's eye view and very uh, much an overview of what it is, how it functions, and how you can find support and what parts of it might be difficult. If you are an EFMP family, this was probably review and like not touching on the majority of issues that you could identify for us to be discussing. But in the interest of time, in the interest of keeping it informational, that is what you need to know about the EFMP program. Again, make sure that you are connecting with EFM. Their link is in the show notes for today's episode. So you will be able to just follow, you know, click right on that and find where they are and get their information. As always, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and share with your friends. We appreciate the feedback and comments that you share with us as we support our military community. Thank you all so much for being part of the Mill Housing Nation. We appreciate you. The Mill Housing Nation is where you always have a community, no matter where you are stationed.